It's actually a we we call today family day in Canada, and it's a day off. A day off, okay. Is every day off a family day? I guess so, except for today. I'm I'm here with you, so. <laughs> <laughs> Talk, a PCM podcast. Husband, singer, songwriter, Canadian Mountie, and uh, did I mention father of four from Manitoba, Canada, Jordan St. Cyr. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, man? We are doing well. So you told me that this was a, a family day. What does that mean for the St. Cyr family? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's very self-explanatory. It's just a day off. Like, it was formerly known as Louis Rial Day, and he was one of the founders, I believe, of Manitoba, our province. And uh, I think the federal government kind of put this stamp of Family Day kind of across the board. So, uh, Family Day, make it about family. Wow. You know I mean? So, yeah. so what do you do with that? You've got four kids. What What do you all have planned for Family Day, the St. Cyr Family Day? Honestly, you know... There's not much going on with the pandemic, so we are at home, and I spent the morning, you know, we had breakfast, and I played some mini sticks. You guys have mini sticks down there? What's what's mini sticks? Basically like a mini hockey stick. You get down on your knees, and you play with a kind of a, a soft ball, <laughs> and so me and my 10-year-old go to war uh, and play mini sticks. It's a little mini version of hockey, and so we do that. Yeah. Your, your friend's the color. Uh, yeah. a Canadian group. They they sent me a, I guess it could be a mini stick. It's a little miniature hockey stick. I don't know if it's the right regulation for the official game of mini sticks or not. How official is it? That would be it. It's, I mean, it's, I would say those sticks are maybe 18 inches max. You know what I mean? So that would be the regulation size. Okay. Now, last weekend here in the United States, big deal. It was Valentine's Day. Is that something that you all celebrate in, Can- in Canada, Valentine's Day? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a big deal. But I mean, you know, my wife and I, we're 13 years in and well, we're not, you know, we're not, you know, we're still learning every day, but we're not rookies anymore. So, I mean, we, we had some dinner and we watched a movie, you know, that's about it. You know, we got each other cards, you know, I got her a heart box of chocolates, you know, because we, we enjoy that sort of thing, but that's about it. You know, pretty chill. Over those 13 years, Who's yeah. done a better job generally of making Valentine's Day more special, you or your wife? I would say we've had our, we've each had our, some good years. You know, I would say it's pretty even. Um, but you know, we, it, it's a tough thing because you know, marriage is so important to us. It's an everyday choice, and we try and choose that every day. So Valentine's Day, you know, there's not much we do different try and just keep that person in the forefront of our lives and uh and make every day special i saw a couple that and i don't know if it's because they're extremely cheap or what but they said every year they go to the store and they stand there in the card aisle and they take like 10 or 15 minutes and read over all the cards and then they pull one out of the rack yeah when they both done that they hand it to each other they read it to each other and then they put it back in the rack and leave the store that's amazing. See, I could never do that because I I don't I usually get the blank card. I'll get the blank card so I can write something down. Um, I've never understood using someone else's words. And that's probably just because, you know, the even the career path that I've chosen. I'm like, I need to write something from the heart to give to you. That's the songwriter in you, I guess, right? That's right. So, 
you know, I'm grateful for the card makers. You know, they make it easy for a lot of us. But uh, just give me that cover, you know, that cool graphic. I'll do the rest. Tell me about your kid. You got a 10-year-old. Tell me about the other other kids. Aiden's 10. Liam is 9. Willa is 5. And Emery is 2. And it's a gong show at our house right now. (laughs) And, And my wife lets me know on a regular basis, like, I need you home, you know, when you're done work, please be home, please be present. Like you said, you know, if I can, you know, mark off those days and just say book nothing, family day, I'm going to I'm going to have a long marriage and uh, I think healthy kids. With all the pandemic and kids being out of school here in the States, especially a lot of families have had to do the homeschool or schooling at home is what that I've got some homeschool parents have said it's not homeschooling. They're schooling at home anyway. um, But with that in mind, you know, they used to love snow days because there'd be lots of snow. The kids could go outside, go outside and play. Is is playing in the snow that big of a deal to kids in Canada or you get it all the time? So no big deal. No, it's huge, you know, because again, it gets pretty warm in the summers, you know, so by the time winter rolls along, you know, and it, when it's not too cold outside, it's, it's amazing. You know, the kids are digging tunnels and building, you know, slides for their sleds to go down. Um, right now, currently, though, we are in what's called a polar vortex. And so we're talking minus 25 Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah. Like my truck barely started this morning. Nobody's outside. How, how, what's the secret to that? What's the secret? Because down here in the south where I'm recording this here in, yeah. in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's like they have no clue. They think it's cold outside. I'm from Louisville, <laughs> and I've been to Chicago in the winter. But even that, compared to 25 below zero, what's the secret to surviving extreme cold weather like that? Well, I would think it's a lot like you guys in the summer, right? When it gets so hot where you just you stay inside and you just kind of – bear it you know and we're in that season february is the coldest month for us um and then when once march starts it kind of rears its ugly head or you know at least it it goes away you know um so we just you just kind of bear it inside you don't see a lot of friends you don't have a lot of people over and you just kind of you know hibernate i guess <laughs> what about driving you mentioned it was hard getting your truck started this morning yeah. did is, is it is it why don't why can't we drive or can we drive just as well as the Canadians can on the snow and ice? I mean, we we have a culture right here in Canada where we've got the machinery, we've got the sanding trucks, and honestly, we are flat as a board here. There's not many hills here. It's pretty dangerous if you add any sort of incline, even here. That would be treacherous. Um, but I think it comes down, you need the right tools to do the job. And uh, I don't know, again, you guys only get snow, what, maybe once once for if, a week if, if we're cursed yeah 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 right <laughs> I come down and visit and bring it with me um yeah it can be pretty treacherous uh totally understandable for you guys do you remember the first time you drove on it on snow and ice no man i mean i was i was born here right it's just it's it's not even a rite of passage it's just like you know, we live in a small community outside, about 20 minutes south of the big city, Winnipeg. So, I mean, we were on the highways all the time, back and forth. So, yeah, it's it's just it's just part of life. Wow. Now, yeah. it, it, it may have it's, it may have been some time since people's heard your story, but you mentioned Emery, two years old now. That's incredible. Fill us in. What's the latest? And, and those that may not know the story uh, yeah. about Emery. 
Yeah, I mean, for those that don't know, Emery was born uh, November 15th, 20, oh my goodness, 2018, uh, with a rare brain condition. You know, we only knew healthy kids. Our first three came out totally normal. Emery was born with this, uh, what the nurse told us was a large bruise on her face from the birthing process. And, uh, you know, I look at my wife, she looks at me and we're like, this isn't our first rodeo. We've been through this before. That does not look like a bruise. And sure enough, the doctor came in and, and told us that it could be the sign of something very serious. That night was one of the worst nights of our lives. We had so many questions. We didn't know uh, what was going on. You know, this you have this juxtaposition of the, one of the most beautiful days of your life mixed in with so much worry and anxiousness. So we were uh, wheeled into the uh, MRI room the next day and Emory had an MRI, uh, which revealed kind of an overgrowth of capillaries on the left side of her brain. And, uh, and those capillaries essentially were stealing blood away from the left side of her brain. And that, uh, that has caused us many emergency room visits with seizures, uh, you know, potential stroke, which she hasn't had, thank God. And, uh, it was a very trying time, uh, of our life because it was just, for the first time in our lives, we had a sense of uncertainty, a sense of uneasiness. Um, but again, the gifts and the blessings that come out of that when God walks you through that uh, are worth every step. So now looking back, uh, Emery is, you know, over two years old. She has not had a seizure in almost two years. And like the doctor, I remember being on the, the phone or my wife was on the phone with the epileptologist. Um, and she's just relaying theories of, you know, why this could be, you know, maybe this happened or this happened. This is an aggressive disease. It, it, it plagues uh, the parts of the brain that it is attached to. So there was no good answer that the doctor was giving us. So we just had to really lean into our faith and believe that uh, God was providing the miracle we had asked him for. So it's super strange to, you know, again, I've always believed in the God of miracles. I believe in the facts that the doctors are giving us. We believe God is asking of us to walk in the tension between both, but then gives us this miracle. It seems, you know, yeah. so I, we, we're again, we're still called to walk day by day. So here we are, you know, are, are the medical professionals that you all are, are, are using and are, are they people of faith? maybe one or two, wow. but I mean, we deal with maybe 10 or 15 different areas of expertise. And so like the child development team, you know, there's uh, the voice and the hearing and the, sure. you know, all, all this group of people, they're blown away by it. She's just right in there with what a two-year-old should be doing, which is crazy. <laughs> um, she's walk, she's running, she's jumping, she's climbing up in the piano, all these things. <laughs> what, where do we, who do we give credit to? You know, the doctors, you know, they're just kind of, it feels like they're just along for the ride and God's saying, look what I'm doing here. So this idea that I think it's in first Peter where God or uh, the, the apostle talks about like God, not pulling us from the fire too prematurely. And I feel like maybe we've learned the lesson God wanted to show us. And now he's able to, to pull us out. I don't know. We're just, again, walking daily by faith, uh, trusting God and his plan. And, uh, and again, so grateful uh, for the development of our little girl. There was another miracle that I heard here recently that was really dramatic that I hadn't heard you share before. Um, maybe it wasn't to your family, but a miracle for your family had yeah. to do with uh, uh, some, some other bills or something. 
Um, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's a couple instances. I'll start with one where it's it was the most leak like least likely group of people uh, to support us. So my uh, sister's brother, or sorry, my, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, uh, he's a biker and he's got all these biker friends and they do this um, get together, I think once or twice a year. And they started to raise money for people in need whenever they got together. Now they throw a huge party. This is not a church event by any means. <laughs> we brought our, our our kids. They learned some new choice words. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a guy kind of running the event with a microphone, you know. So and at the same time, God used these incredibly generous and giving uh, kind hearted people to bless us with resources, with with funds. Um, to take time off work should we need to if emory was going to have surgery um her her medical not her medical bills because that is covered by our government but her uh, her medicine like we give her medicine twice a day and that is so expensive um and so that's helped cover that cost and all these back and forth trips to the hospital uh another th thing that happened was a local community group they do a golf tournament every year and they donate the proceeds to a family in need and so we happen to be the recipient of that. Wow. And so we just feel overwhelmingly taken care of. And yeah. like this idea that God's got us and he's holding us and he's taking care of our future. We can't help but say he absolutely is. How does a dad survive when you can't, you can't personally fix the situation for your family? You hit the nail on the head right there. That was the, that was the, first major hurdle that I had to cross. Uh, I think it was you know, two or three days in being at the hospital, there was no amount of money, no amount of uh, a relationship, knowing a certain doctor or someone that could fix this. And so, you know, we do our best as fathers, as husbands to imitate God, to imitate his provision, but it will never be enough. We need him to be the ultimate provider in our lives and so again when i talked about leaning into your faith like we had to lean in i had to just surrender this idea that i was the one that could make this better because i couldn't and um when i was in studio there a while ago i played that song called be my defender and that saying that song's actually coming out on the 19th awesome. and it embodies that idea that i needed god to stand in between myself and my thoughts which were my own worst enemy, my idea that I could not change um, my circumstances, uh, Amory's circumstances. And uh, I needed to somehow deflect those thoughts of the future. I couldn't bear them anymore because there just, there was no solution. For a dad, I just, it, it's so tough. It, and I've been there. I've got three kids. I don't have the, the four that you have. You've got me beat. You're, you're more of a dad than I am. Um, but, uh, but with those three, and it's just like, I remember there's times it's like, I don't know how to fix this, what to do with this. And so there's nothing I can do, but trust in God and, uh, and see him work through it. You know, that is the ultimate uh, equalizer. You know, good dad, bad dad, no dad, uh, no, you know, single mom, all that, you know, we need a heavenly father and we need to know that he loves us. And I think that just, it covers all, it helps us so much. All right. So as a dad, I don't know if you all use this term up in Canada or not, but sometimes it's fun to torment your kids. I mean, again, <laughs> not to abuse or anything like that, but you know, good, good hearted tormenting. When was the last time you tormented your kids recently? Do you remember anything that comes to comes to mind? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, we like our my kids love to be tickled. Like they just like I hated that as a kid. Oh, me like too. you know what I mean? Like because yeah. your dad is strong and you're not, and they hold you down and they tickle you. And so uh, I was do, doing that this morning with my little girl, and she just loves it. But we have a password, and the password to get out of it is "I love you, Dad." Right? That I came up with that. Good idea. So I had this idea, okay, I'm going to really get my kids. We're going to do a contest to see who can last the longest with, without saying the password, right? So we went through all the three bigger ones. And you know what? It didn't work. All of a sudden, when they had something to win, they were able to take all the punishment I could hand out, all the torment. And so it didn't work. And they were able to just, you know, nobody won. I lost. I was the loser. <laughs> So, but I love it. We love poking. We're a, we're a crazy family. I bet. I bet. I bet you with the stick hockey, there was quite a bit probably thrown around there too. Oh yeah. There's, it's only a matter of time before I got a high stick in the eye and I'm going <laughs> getting stitches. It gets pretty competitive. <laughs> Smack talking during stick hockey on family yeah. day, on family day in Canada. Right. Who's your favorite Canadian? Who's my favorite Canadian? Your favorite Canadian. Okay, well, I love shows. I love movies. I would say one of my favorites has got to be Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up watching him. I love the Back to the Future movies. Uh, he's an awesome Canadian. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, you yeah. know, big hockey fan. The the things that that, has, that guy has done for our sport and our country. Yeah, love him. What about your favorite American? Well, that's a tough one because there's just so many more to pick from. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, if I go back to, again, I love movies. I got to go with Tom Hanks. Really? He's, I'm just a huge fan of everything he does, and, and he kind of carries himself really well, you know? Um, big, big Tom Hanks fan. What was yeah. your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Oh, my goodness. Um, I've got a few. I'm going to choose one that's maybe a little more off the beaten path, The Terminal. You ever seen The Terminal? I know what the movie's about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, he, you know, again, he just plays just a fun-loving, kind guy who's just trying to fulfill the wishes of his dad uh, and, and get this one signature from this uh, a group of jazz musicians. And he gets stuck in the airport and customs is a mess, which I know a little bit about. <laughs> and and uh, his his home country, uh, you know, the leadership is is a mess. So and so he plays this this. Krakosian. He's from Krakosia. And Stanley Tucci's in there. Just an amazing actor. I love the cast. So, yeah. Oh, my God. What was your first Tom Hanks movie? Do you remember? My first? Maybe Toy Story? <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> Probably. I mean, okay, I've seen Big. Okay, that's the one I was thinking you would say. It's amazing. I watched that with my boys the other day. Yeah. Maybe not the best move, you know? <laughs> like, right. There's, there's, you know, those movies from the 80s. Uh a little more language than you remember, yeah. a little more adult humor than you remember. But again, imagine, you know, playing this video game or whatever and getting to be an adult, man, that's like every kid's dream. So yeah, so good. What if you woke up tomorrow morning and you were the same age as your kids and they were your peers? What would life be like? Oh man. You know, I always tell people I love uh, being the edge I am and I, I would never go back. Like, I really wouldn't. Like, I, I think life is just so much better now. What would I... I would probably just... Pl I was a, an athlete, you know, when I was 10, 11, 12. So, I would, you know, we'd be on the rink playing hockey. We'd be playing sports. <laughs> It'd be super weird, man. 
<laughs> Can you imagine being a contemporary with your son? No, no. I mean, what am I going to do? Father him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's something about Canada that we may not know? What's a, a Canadian secret that we may be missing out on? Oh, that's a tough one. A Canadian secret. I think the secret might be is that we're not that different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stereotypes, which can be true, right? We don't live in igloos, um, despite popular belief. Uh, we do like maple syrup, but I don't know that, you know, like we don't even keep, have it in our house. Um, it's, it's not as cold as you think it is, right? Like 25 degrees rest- below zero. That's pretty doggone cold there, man. Rest for it because it's dry, right? <laughs> so it's not a, it's not a wet cold. Uh, so it's, it's totally manageable. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if it's a secret, but the people are, are very warm and inviting. You know, it's a very much care for your neighbor kind of culture. Um, if I see somebody that is at a deficit or in need, um, culturally, I think we're, we are open to, to just helping and being there for our neighbor. All right. My last question I have for you, Jordan. We're talking to Jordan St. Cyr today, the writer of Fires and the new song. It's also on its way out here soon. How can we, how can our listeners minister to the St. Cyr family? How can we pray for you guys? Yeah, man. Wow. That's a big question. Thank you. I think just uh, pray for God to continue to be the glue that holds us all together. Right. Uh, I feel like the, the ministry, you know, God's got his hands in that. Uh, God's got his hands on the music. Ultimately, if the family can stay together, right? If my wife can feel like I am present and she's cared for, and my kids can see a dad that is present and they are cared for, everything else flows out of that, you know? So pray that God would be central in our lives and that he would continue to uh, just be the thing that we keep our eyes on, the, the, the person that we keep our eyes on. Can I pray with you real quick? God, I thank you so much for Jordan and for his family and Lord, just the way that your hand of anointing is on him and his ministry. Lord, we, it's easy for us to look at this man and say, wow, what a talented minister and musician. Thank you for the song Fires and for the others and just his longevity and ministry so far. But God, the number one calling you've given him is to love you and to serve you and to love his family. And so, God, I pray right now that you would bless him and his wife and those four awesome kids. God, just help them to focus their whole life around you and to uh, when they look at each other to see you. I pray that, uh, that that Jordan would be the dad that he needs to be for his kids and the the husband he needs to be for his wife and that you would just help him to continue following that. Lord, I thank you for the healing that's taking place in their daughter's life and And God, just the way you've provided for them over so many years, and Lord, how you're going to keep doing that. God, we thank you and we pray that you're going to continue to bless him and and use him and just, and his whole family as he continues to create that legacy in them. In your name we pray. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.